This podcast is part of the Midwest Podcast Network. Find out more about our other shows and how to support our network at MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Welcome to the Alienist Recap Podcast. My name is Alex, and I have not read Caleb Carr's The Alienist. <laughs> My name is Nick, and I have read Caleb Carr's The Alienist. You may know us from our other podcasts, such as Westworld FM, Gone to Texas, and the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast, but we're here to tell you about a new podcast we're starting. What you're listening to right now is a quick primer episode for the actual podcast to let you know that we're, what we're going to be doing with this show. The Alienist is a show that is set to air on TNT this coming Monday, January 22nd at 9 p.m. Eastern. The show is based on a book of the same name written by author Caleb Carr that was published in 1994. A quick synopsis of the show is as follows. Set in New York City in 1896, a journalist and an investigative team assembled by police commissioner Teddy Roosevelt try to solve a series of murders. The show stars Daniel Bruhl as Dr. Laszlo Chrysler. Dakota Fanning as Sarah Howard, and Luke Evans as John Moore. The series is set to last for 10 episodes and is currently being billed as a limited series. However, there is currently a sequel to the book that the show could continue to cover, and the author Caleb Carr has announced his intention to write two more books in the series as recently as last year. Speaking of the book, Nick, why don't you tell us a little bit about why you're excited for the show and about your fondness for the book? Uh, I'm really excited for the show because this is a book that I've been reading every couple years for about 20 years now. Uh, the book was, as we stated earlier, published in 94. Uh, I swiped my dad's copy, I think, in 1995 or 96, and I've actually had it ever since. <laughs> and I do read it probably every, like, probably, I don't want to say, like, every year because that wouldn't be true, but probably every, like, two to four years, I would say. Sometimes I'll read it like back to back or sometimes I'll, I'll read it. Uh, I'll take like a five-year break and then read it. I did read it again recently, probably about a year ago. It may have been when the series was announced and I kind of wanted to catch up and get refreshed on everything. And uh, even though I've been reading it for so long, I do pick up new stuff every time I read it and I find new things that I recognize in it that I think are really great. So it's a book that, as I've been reading it over the years, uh, I've, I've grown to appreciate it more and more, and I think there's a lot there. Even though it is a very easy-to-read book, it flows really smoothly. Uh, Caleb Carr has said it was written with like a screenplay in mind, so I think he always wanted to see it adapted one day. So it does have a real nice momentum to it, and uh, it really just keeps pulling you through like a, a good, compelling TV should. So I'm really optimistic. I think there's a ton of great material here. Uh, I think the casting is really cool. I think uh, the creative minds that were... Uh, at work and adapting it are really exciting. And I just think there's a lot of great potential. It's awesome that it's only set for 10 episodes. It's a limited series. That's totally the way the book should be adapted. Uh, 
and there is more that could happen. There are there is already a sequel, as you said, so there there could be more. But um, yeah, I think there's just a lot to look forward to. So hopefully they can capitalize on this really good material. It would be a shame to uh, have such a great book that could be adapted so easily and see them go astray. But so far, based on the cast list that I've read, they've gone really deep into the characters, and there there isn't anybody that seems to be missing. So that's really exciting. Yeah, I mean, this is something, uh, those who have been listening since the days of the Midwest Film Nerds podcast, I think in the latter half of that show, the rumblings of this adaptation kind of started up, and I'm pretty certain that we mentioned it at least two or three times, uh, yeah. especially when uh, Kerry Fukunaga of, of True Detective and Beast of No Nations fame came on and uh, was going to direct, but ended up stepping back into an executive producer role as of right now. So um, it's something that you've always wanted me to read, and I've never read it. But now that it's in TV form, I will actually ingest it because I'm a lazy American. <laughs> so uh, I'm excited to check it out myself. I'm excited to hopefully see what you've been wanting me to read for, for a long time. And I'm hoping that it meets your expectations. Otherwise, I feel like I'm going to be forced to read a book. And... Uh, I don't like that. No, I do like that, but I don't do it as often as I should. So, I think the great thing about this being adapted now, uh, if you have been listening to us for some time now, I think that there's been an evolution in my willingness to accept deviation in material that I care about. And uh, these days, now that I'm in my early 30s, I'm way more like, eh, See what they can do. Yeah. And, you know, for example, I just recently finally saw Justice League and I was like, oh, cool. I had a good time. <laughs> like, it, it's less, less stuff is beholden to me. And the stuff that I do really love, I think I'm having an easier time accepting that sometimes changes for the better. Uh, if you've listening, if you have listened to Gone to Texas, I think that's on full display there. And you'll also understand why I laughed so hard when Alex said, I have not read The Alienist. <laughs> uh, because that's our format on that show. Yes. But I think that there are a few, there is a small list of things that I think are essential for, for this story. Things that shouldn't change and things that probably can't change. And I can tell you right now, there's, there's one thing that I've seen in stills and in the trailer that has got me raising an eyebrow already saying, I wonder, I wonder what's going on with that. And it's not a spoiler yet. Um, but I'm I, I'm completely confident we'll be able to talk about it in the first episode. Okay. So within a week, within a week, I'll be able to say how I feel about a certain uh, something maybe being involved or not. But like I said, I've looked at the cast list, and there were characters that I didn't see within the first like top five or ten people build, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa you can't have the story with the, oh, there they are. Yeah. Like, so it seems like they're they've done a, a good job being faithful, and honestly. Uh, Preacher uh, from Verganda, Texas, it's the kind of thing where it could sort of be open to interpretation. You're talking about such big things there. And uh, with this book, it's just, it's very lean. And like I said, it, it it's an easy book to read. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't require, like I read it when I was, I was probably like 12 or something, 12 or 13, which was probably a little too young for some level of the violence in the book, which um, I'm very curious how they're going to adapt, if they're going to adapt. Uh, but I had no problem reading it back then. Yeah. And I did read a lot when I was young, so it's not like I had like a fourth grade reading level. Uh, but 
it, it it's just a brisk read. You know, it's the kind of thing that you can burn through a couple chapters in a day, no problem. I mean, it was a New York Times bestseller. Tons of people read it. It's not like it was this like real heavy text. Um, yeah. So I think it, it does lend itself to adaptation in that way that there's not a lot of fat to trim. And if, yeah, if Caleb Carr wrote it, like a screenplay you would think that like he's trying to be efficient with his characters and everything yep. that he's portraying so i think that lends credence to the idea that there's not a whole lot of fat to trim like mm-hmm. so. and the story the story structure plays out a lot like scenes you have a lot of chapters cross-cutting between characters sometimes there's a passage of time and sometimes there are things happening simultaneously so it has this cool structure and it is uh, sort of bookended the book is bookended with uh, some scenes from uh, years later from the main conflict of the book, which is really cool. And I'm, I'm hoping that they do that for the show, but we'll be able to, like I said, we'll be able to talk about that next week. Yeah. So I'm really excited. I am actually rereading it again right now. I haven't gotten that far, and I'm almost tempted to uh, watch to the show keep pace. and then read up to the point where the episode ended. Okay. But that'll probably be a lot of reading within a week's time. So uh, it will be something, though, that maybe I can do, like, say, the first episode covers the first five chapters. I, I'm, be, I'm at about chapter five right now. Okay. I could talk about what's what's been there and what hasn't. But they, they may do some rearranging chronologically, or they may not. I'm not really sure. We'll see. All right. They could do either way. Like, the, the true detective model of moving through time could be... Uh, could be on display here and it might be pretty cool that that sounds pretty good to me uh some some early reviews have likened it in ways to true detective a period uh like period piece true detective yeah uh which i'm a thousand percent in for yeah for sure we plan to recap and dive in depth to each episode of the series within the days following the airing of each episode right now our plan is to have each episode of our podcast out the wednesday after a new episode's air uh, we may or may not have to move that around depending on our very busy schedules because we are important businessmen. But yes, um, we're excited to have another show to talk about uh, before Westworld comes back this year and Preacher comes back this year. And uh, we're hoping that the Alienist is a is a good one to peel the layers apart. So yeah, um, you can either really- you can you can you as the listener as somebody who's listened to our stuff needs to tune in to find out if nick is exuberant with this adaptation or just completely forlorn and and we'll see how it goes like i i'm just excited to kind of see if it lives up to expectation because i think you're somebody who has high expectations for the things that you love and as you said you've gotten a little bit uh more open to adaptation but I also feel like the creative team behind this show has the ability to deliver what you've got in your mind. Absolutely. I think that the things that I love, I hold them to a very high standard. Um, and I, I, I'm beginning to, to I, I'm willing to accept a, a deviation if it serves the adaptation, but I don't, I will not accept like, poor quality so yeah. if something changes and it's good that's great like as long as it works but if something changes and it's poorly done or it doesn't help serve the story then i begin to question the point yeah so i think like in gone to texas there's a ton of tons of deviation from the source material but for for the most part i love it all yeah because it, it serves that adaptation so uh with this i you know we t- we have talked a lot in our past shows about the dark tower yeah which is just another book series that I hold very near and dear to my heart. But The Alienist is an adaptation that I've been more 
actually more anxiously anticipating because it adapts more cleanly and it is a single book with a with a sequel that is its own story there's not a it's not a seven book yeah. series that moves chronologically and they're all tied really intrinsically to each other uh Plus, the Dark Tower is near impossible to adapt. So I don't think I've <laughs> I don't think I've ever really had my hopes. That what do you mean? They it. just made a movie last year. <laughs> they did, and you liked it, <laughs> and I didn't. We Which don't need fine. to tell them that, Nick. No, no, no. Uh, uh, but yeah, even, coming into it with the mind of it's a limited series makes me excited because it's not something that they're going to try and extend. Like it's not a Game of Thrones where you're going to have that. That or the middle killing. chunk, that middle season of like, oh God, we're just trying to delay that that inevitable ending that we need to get to. So I'm right. I'm I'm kind of excited. It feels much more like a BBC style. We're disciplined yeah. with our storytelling, unlike you stupid Americans. So <laughs> I, I'm excited. I'm, ex- I'm excited to see what they do with with less, so to speak. Yeah. Like even even Marvel should follow the 10 episode model it's just it's just right 13 is too long like if they said oh this is this is the first season of what we hope will be a series i would be like (laughs) and another thing i think is really important to note is i read this book at a time when the only real serial killer fiction that i was aware of was the hannibal Lecter stories and the sounds of the lambs specifically and like seven and there, there weren't Serial killers and like police procedurals now are such an overblown, <laughs> incredibly bloated genre that you know there shows like that are almost a dime a dozen now on TV. Yeah. There's new ones every year, and I really am excited to see if this one can pierce through all that and become like a really good like True Detective. I hate to keep referencing it, but I'm sure we will throughout the ten episodes to come. Yeah, but. It really fired a, a shot right through that whole genre and and like planted a flag and said like you know this can still be good. So does Hannibal TV show, and uh, you know they're, they're out there. The gems are out yeah. there. So I think that I'm really excited to see this because, like I said, my my experience with the story predates the real boom, uh, and I really hope it can continue to to just be as good as it is. Yeah, and and stand out amongst the crowd these days. The other thing that I'm intrigued about, I forgot to kind of preface you with, but have you watched any other TNT shows? Because I, I have not seen anything else that's on TNT. And I think this is one of their first, like, higher profile adaptations and, like, series that they're kind of bringing to. Like, I'm sure they've got a few. Yeah, I've heard that Animal Kingdom is good. Uh, program original programming by TNT. You've got the Last Ship. You've got the Librarians. You've got Animal Kingdom. You've got Good Behavior and Claws are the ones that I'm seeing on their Wikipedia article. And I haven't seen any of those. I've heard good things about Animal Kingdom, as you said. Um, yeah, I haven't seen any either. But I'm in, in this current TV climate. The competition is so fierce for these original series. Like AMC is just crushing it. Uh, Netflix now with original series, Hulu with original programming, Amazon with original programming. Like uh, networks are being forced to deliver at a high level. Yeah. And when I even go to their website right now, the Alienist is the first thing I see, yep. which is really exciting. 
They also they uh, TNT are the ones that are optioning are currently working on that Snowpiercer series as well. Right. Yeah, I did just yeah. read that. So it looks like they're trying to do interesting things with their lineup that isn't really like I wouldn't say it's a household lineup. It's not something that we would have been able to say, "Hey, that's that's what we're looking at." I mean, they've got older stuff. They've got like uh Falling Skies and Franklin and Bash and a bunch of other stuff that's like I've heard about it in passing, but nothing that's kind of broken through to the 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 zeitgeist and like the modern like the the mainstream. So I'm I'm right. hoping this might be one of those shows that does the trick for them because I hope it's good and and I hope that you know TNT it can be another player in. I guess it's peak TV is what we're calling it right now. Like I, I hope that the more people that come to the table with more money to make good things, I think is a good thing for everybody all around. So absolutely. Yeah. And it's the same way for film. Like it's the same reason I've been rooting for all of the, you know, superhero movies and, and everything to be good from all studios, because yep. I want that level of competition. that's going to force everybody to keep putting out good stuff. So. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think all all the right pieces are here. It's great source material. It's being adapted by. I mean, even when even though Kerry Fukunaga is not carrying it through all the way he was initially, he's still involved. Uh, he's a great storyteller. He knows how to do stuff like this. The cast is really cool. A lot of them kind of fall in line with what I've been imagining over all these years, which is really really exciting. Uh, that, everything just looks good. So uh, where they shot it, they shot it, you know, they did like a heavy location shoot. The the production uh, value that's on display in the trailer even looks like they're it, giving it, cool. they're giving mm-hmm. it its due. So Yeah, it it definitely the only thing that I think is going to be really interesting to see how they pull off is it is historical fiction and a lot of the book uh draws on real there are many real life, I shouldn't say many. There are definitely several uh sort of key characters in the book that are that were real people yeah and you know theodore roosevelt being the most prominent but there are other people that were important uh in this era in new york that make appearances in the book and whether or not they make it into the show will be interesting and if they do how uh how they choose to utilize that'll be really cool and if they if we see some some landmarks and if we get some little because in the book there's lots of winks and nods sometimes a little too on the nose to certain events that are going on but caleb carr is a history nerd so yeah that's cool He's yeah. passionate about it. Let him write about it. But the way that these characters are woven into this particular story is really cool. All right. So I think that that's going to be what makes this show helps this show stand apart. Like I said to you, Alex, I saw there was a post on Reddit. I was just looking for alienist stuff when we were talking about doing this show, and there was a post that said TNT has begun production on a series about Teddy Roosevelt hunting a serial killer, and <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not really what it's about. But it's not incredibly wrong either so it sounds very intriguing so i mean you know yeah it comes it almost comes across too much like abraham lincoln vampire slayer which (laughs) is is i was never interested in that because i was like that's a little too revisionist for me but this story is really cool because this could have happened yeah it's about the birth of many things including serial killers and how police track them and forensic science as well so there's a lot going on here that's that's really neat and you'll people will be able to watch it, and I'll, if they do it well, people will walk away from it going, "I didn't know that happened." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So fingers crossed. Yeah, no that I that that would be awesome. I'm I'm excited to see how that uh, how that portrayal goes. So yeah, 
other than that, I don't know if you've got anything else you want to say, but I think we're about ready to wrap up for this little primer here. Absolutely. I'm, I'm very, very excited. I hope that we, we have a lot of listeners carry over, and I hope we find a lot of new listeners too. And this, this project feels really special to me. I was very excited for Gone to Texas because of my love for Preacher. Mm-hmm. I was very excited for Westworld just because it looked so promising. Uh, but this is this is something that I've been I've been involved with for a very long time. So I'm really excited to see it get adapted, and and I'm excited that I'm excited. Yeah, that no. all all signs point to it being good. Uh, yeah, it it could it could be something that you were dreading, but it's not, and that's that's awesome. So, yeah, uh, I don't know we'll how. I don't know how you, the listener, would be listening to this if you didn't know this, but we're planning on being on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher Radio and uh, all of the normal places, TuneIn Radio as well, Google Play Music Podcasts, whatever they have it billed as there. But um, So it should be in a podcatcher of your choice uh, if you happen to find us through some other venue. Um, but if not, let us know. One of the ways you can do that is by writing into feedback at thealienist.tv. Hopefully we also get feedback for the real TV show because that sure sounds extremely official. Uh, but yeah, our, our show... Hey, it's th- happened before. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We've had people mistake us as the creators of, uh, of Preacher. So uh, you can find our show at thealienist.tv. And uh, we're very excited to, to get this going. And we're glad to have you along for the ride. So uh, we'll see you next week.